the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grace and peace to you, and welcome to Reaching for Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Now, this is a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we wrap up this series in a study on the Word of God. The series is, in fact, called The Word. Sean will recap the previous messages and spend some time in Psalms 119, the biggest psalm in the whole book. One of the most important verses that talks about hiding the Word in our hearts, we might not sin against thee. Reachingforreallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. If you feel led right now to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do today the place to give at reachingforreallife.org. The message today is called Ode to the Word. It's time for Reaching for Real Life Radio. Last week we looked at a number of different passages that use the phrase, eat this book. We looked at Ezekiel, use that phrase, Jeremiah, John in the Revelation. Eat this book. And we learned you can't grow if you don't eat. And we actually went through, remember the acronym REAP, read, examine, apply, pray. We walked through that and just learned how to take a passage of Scripture and understand what God is trying to say to us through the Word. Now, this morning I want to end this series. I want to wrap it up with a poem, as is appropriate. I don't quote enough poetry here. The title of the message this morning is Ode to the Word. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to. That is the title of the message, Ode to the Word. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 119, because that's what this is. Psalm 119, it is a unique chapter among all the chapters of the Scripture. First of all, it's the longest chapter, okay? If you're on a chapter a day Bible reading plan going through Psalms, you're having fun, man. You're having a good time. Ooh, look how short that was. Ooh, I'm just getting going through the Word. Mm, I'm reading a chapter. I'm, I'm going to read two chapters today. They're four verses, right? And then you get to Psalm 119. It's 176 verses. Wow. And it is written as a poem. It's really almost like a, a song or a ballad, an epic ode to the word of the Lord. Some people don't know it's an acrostic. You'll notice if you're looking at Psalm 119, you see these little titles over each section, each section of eight verses. You know, the chapters and verses that we have in the Bible, those were put in later by editors, but this particular chapter, this is all exactly the way it was broken down. It's an acrostic with 22 sections of eight verses each. And each of those sections reflects the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Those headings are letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And each line of each section begins with that Hebrew letter for the section. It's lost in translation, obviously, because they stayed true to the the actual meaning of the text. But in the original Hebrew, it's this interesting acrostic poem with each section all the same letter, and each there's, there's 22 sections, one for each letter of the Hebrew alphabet. I'm going to begin reading at 
verse 1, I'll just read a little bit here. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, so that's good. We'd be going on in the next service. The first heading is Aleph. And we read, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. The next section is Beth. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Some of you may have memorized that. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you, O Lord. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of the testimonies I delight as much as as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Let me pray for us this morning. Lord, I pray that we would hear your word and I pray that we'd be changed by it. And I pray that you would teach us not only just to understand, but to have a passion and a heart for your word. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look at all the different words used to describe his word. Your testimonies, your statutes, your commandments, your ways, your rules. And look at the passion that is given in expressing those words. Look how personal this response is. This is a person talking about how much I love the word, I hear the word, but I engage with the word. I I, I act on the word in my life. See, I wanted this whole series to end with this message because my prayer is that we would understand the heart of Psalm 119 and that's what we would take into the Word. See, this whole chapter is a challenge to embrace the Word, heart, soul, mind, and strength, to make it a part of us. I wanted our series to end with this. It's because my prayer is that these teachings on the Word and what the Word says about itself will change the way we see the Scriptures and the Word of God forever, and how we respond to these scriptures and to the voice of God. Because if, if it doesn't change how we, we approach the Word and how we respond to the voice of God, then it's been a waste. But I think this alone, I've told you before, this discipline, being a person of the Word, who not only reads the Word, but who listens for God's voice, who engages with the Spirit, Lord, what are you wanting to say? That discipline of a daily time of just being in the Word, and praying through the word and listening for God's voice will do more to mature and grow you and move you towards God's intended plan for your life than any other discipline. And there's lots of wonderful disciplines. But this idea of praying through and reading through and understanding and listening for God's voice through the scriptures has been shown over and over and over again to absolutely transform lives. And so that's what my end game is. And that's why we're ending with Psalm 119. Now, I think when you read Psalm 119, okay, and I encourage you, all right, this message is part one of this week's message. Part two is sometime this week, read Psalm 119, okay? You should be writing your homework down right now. 
You're not writing. All right, fine. I encourage you to read Psalm 119 and break it down, right? There's 22 sections. Do a couple of them a day for 11 days or do, you know, do three of them a day for, for seven plus days. Whatever you need to do, okay? But go through so you can see that and understand that that's why this was given, for us to understand the depth and the passion of the word. Because when people look at Psalm 119, I think there's three different reactions that they can have. Not only to 119, but to this passion for the word of God. One of them is whatever. That's the cynic or the skeptic. A lot of people look at the word of God, and then they look at the passion that Psalm 119 shows, and go, oh, whatever. One is too long. I'm not going to read through all that. But I, I don't believe this. this. This doesn't match how I view the world. You know, Monty talked about worldview, and that's one of the huge dividing lines in, in our world, in our culture. We argue about all these little political things. What we don't understand is so many times we are arguing over how we see the universe, how we see the world, where it came from, what is our place in this world. And if we understood that that's the real dividing line, all these other things we would kind of not get too worked up about. We would understand, no, the real, the real battle is for people's souls. And how we view the world makes a difference in how we view everything. Economics, education, politics, civics, the things we do interacting in our communities. So there's the whatever crowd. It's like, yeah, the word of God, yeah, it's outdated. This Psalm 119 it's just a bunch of flowery words for something that doesn't matter. Doesn't fit my worldview. A second group is, it's okay, but within limits. Like, you know, I, I'm not, I don't know that I'm going to be as flowery as this guy. I don't know that I'm going to, you know, the, the, the word of God's important, and I, I, I read it, and I think it has wonderful, important lessons for life, but, you know, I mean, I, I got to be practical. You know, I, I got to make a living. I got to do what I got to do. And there's rules in this world. And, and as long as the wor- word of God doesn't contradict those rules, I'm fine. And what scares me is there's a whole lot of people sitting in churches today. There's people listening to this online or in this room even. Who That's kind of been your approach. It's like, yeah, the word of God's great and all, but not too much. Not too much. I don't want to go too far. Within limits. And as far as the Psalms, give me the 23rd Psalm. Give me the short, happy ones. Psalm 119. And then there's a third group as you read those things. And this is what that group says. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm in. I believe these things about the Word of God. I've experienced these things. I've seen it. See, the reason we get excited is because it's not just a book. I hear God's voice when I read God's word, and that's why I get excited. I hear God's voice through God's word, and that excites me. Here's the main point if you're taking notes. The word is not a set of rules you dutifully adopt, but a calling you passionately answer. See, the word of God isn't just a set of rules that you dutifully adopt. A lot of people approach it like that. They do. But that's not what it is. It is a calling you passionately answer. And I think if we understood that, if we understood the key to this is who it's from. See, I hear God's voice through God's word. That's the power of it. That's why it's a relational piece. That's why it's a love letter from my creator. It's guidance. It's wisdom. It's his word. Help me become who he created me to be. And let's take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church in this message called Ode to the Word. It's in the series called The Word, which is available right now on the sermon page at reachingforreallife.org. 
And while you're there, if you've been blessed by this teaching, your gift of any amount helps this radio ministry to continue to help others. Just find the Donate tab at ReachingForRealLife.org. And in fact, your gift of any amount will get you the latest book from Pastor Sean Azar. 302 Books, a division of Salem Media Group, presents A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life, Rediscovering the Gift of the Spirit, authored by Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. Growing up in and around Pentecostal churches, I really learned to appreciate the role of the Spirit in the life of the believer. But I also saw what I considered to be imbalance and excess in some of our churches when it came to how we taught about the infilling. Now available at Amazon.com, Sean Azaro shares his most requested teaching and radio broadcast Podcast series in a devotional form, encouraging you to embrace the Spirit-filled life. I wrote in a devotional style to encourage readers to examine the Scripture with fresh eyes and make room for the Lord to speak about the role of the Spirit in our lives. The goal of the whole book is to simply make you hungry for more of the Spirit. Order your copy of A Pilgrim's Guide to the Spirit-Filled Life by Sean Azaro today at Amazon or reachingforreallife.org. And now the conclusion to the message, Ode to the Word. This is Reaching for Real Life Radio. The Word is not a set of rules you dutifully adopt, but a calling you passionately answer. See, we talk a lot about real life here. Our mission, more people living real life by passionately following Jesus. Do you know what that word is? you know what those scriptures are? Those scriptures you hold in your hand or that you're scrolling through on your device? Do you know what they are? They are God's invitation to real life. They are God's invitation to you, to real life. They tell you all about his provision, his promises, the answer of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. They tell you about his spirit that's going to fill us and going to lead us every single day. The word is powerful. It is God's invitation to live the real life that you and I were created for. And so many people are missing it. And that breaks my heart. And you do understand it's not just for us, right? It's for all mankind. God gave this world because he's, this word because he so loved the world. And he gave his son Jesus. Whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That's the gift. And he reveals that in his word. Kevin DeYoung wrote a book called Taking God at His Word. And in it, he asked three questions that I want to borrow today and ask them as the kind of regarding the calling that God's word puts on our life. You see, if you look at Psalm 119, it teaches us and instructs us on what to believe, what to feel, and what to do with the word of God. And that's what I want us to look at real quickly this morning. What to believe, what to feel, and what to do with the word of God. So three questions. First one, what should I believe about the word of God? What should I believe about the word of God? Well, I want to challenge you. The first thing is it is true. Psalm 119, 142 says, your righteousness is righteous forever and your law is what? True. It is true. Verse 42 says it's trustworthy. See, there's so many things in this world we can't trust. Do you realize one of the things that people have understood in our culture. And I'm just going to say this, and I don't care about your politics, and I don't care if you care about my politics. We have learned and discovered media is not honest and neutral and factual and informative. Is that news to anybody? Have I? There's a guy in the back. I'm a reporter. (laughs) Well, let's see how accurately you quote me tomorrow, okay? Then we'll see. Maybe you're different. Maybe you are that unicorn, all right? No, it's true. 
And, and I got to tell you, okay, I get in trouble for this, but I don't care. Um, one of the things, no matter what you feel about President Donald Trump, no matter, one of the things he did is he revealed, he revealed that there is this thing. And the media kind of came out of the closet. They were always there way before him. We knew it. There was this kind of large bias in much of the media. And they kind of came out of the closet. And it, it, it was one of those things that I, I hated the tone. I don't like the tone. I still, hate, I still don't like the tone. But at, it's kind of like nobody's fooled anymore. There's media on the left, and that they're going to tell you the left side of a story, and there's media on the right, and they're going to tell you the right side of the story. And it's like, wait a minute, I want to hear both sides of the story. That's how I learn. That's how I understand Maybe there's something about the right side of the story you need to hear and learn or the left side of the story that you need to hear and learn. Maybe there's something I need to hear and I need to learn from. The problem is we don't believe it, and so we don't trust the news. We don't trust what, it, and by the way, this is really good. I, I, I can't believe the people who just say things as though they are gospel truth. Where did you see that? On the Internet. Oh, well, if it was on the Internet. Well, that's been accurately vetted. You know, whether it's news, whether it's what you see on the Internet, what you see on TV. Fact checkers can't be trusted anymore. Fact checkers are bringing a bias to their fact checking, which misses the whole point of fact checking. It's facts. And it's like, well, who do I trust? Well, let me tell you something. The Word of God is true, and you can trust the Word of God. You can put your trust in the Word of God. And that's why it's so important. We desperately need a solid foundation. We are literally living in this world that is like, it's like moving like this, and we're in sand. And we're barely able to stay standing. And all of a sudden, you find the Word of God, and you realize, I am on a solid foundation. Oh, I can breathe. I can look. I can see things, and I understand it is true. It's trustworthy. Verse 89 describes the word as firmly fixed in the heavens. It's fixed. Verse 96 says it is limitless in its perfection. Verse 160 says the sum of your word is truth. It is truth. And every one of your righteous rules endures forever. It is solid. It is truth. And what Jesus said in John 17, your word is truth. It's also righteous. Verse 7 that we read a few moments ago described them as righteous rules. This is the right way to go, the way that is pure and blameless. It is good. Verse 39 says your rules are good. Your rules are good. And for some of us, it's like, wait a minute, I don't like rules. I don't like rules. Here's the deal. You know why you don't like rules? Because you don't trust the rule giver. When you understand there is a rule giver who loves you, who knows things you can't begin to know, who has your best interest at heart, and who is helping you become the person you were created to be, and you understand that about the rule giver, all of a sudden you go, oh, your rules are good. Your rules are a gift. They're true, they're right, they're good. See, the word is not just a set of rules you dutifully adopt, but a calling you passionately answer. See, I hear God's voice when I read his word. Second question, 
First was, what should I believe about the Word of God? What should I feel about the Word of God? Now, here's how we feel about the Word of God, a lot of us, okay? A lot of us feel about the Word of God like we feel about medicine, okay? Lori and I have this vitamin. We take liquid vitamin, and it's really good. Oh, it's so, every time I take it, I'm teeming with power. Eagle powers, actually. Some of you are like, why did he say that? Others of you are like, Nacho Libre. God bless you, Pastor Sean. <laughs> Give me no nutrients. <laughs> so I take this stuff, and it's got all kinds of nutrients and even eagle powers, right? But it tastes nasty. It tastes nasty. But I take it because it's good for me, and I'm getting to that age where I, I need something good for me because this ain't going backwards. There's only one way this is going. So I'm doing everything I can to kind of keep it all together. But the stuff tastes nasty. Some of us look at the Word of God like that, like, like, a, like a, a nasty vitamin or, or medicine. Yeah, it's good for me, but eh, I don't like it. Listen to, the, listen to how the psalmist, Psalm 119, I'm going to pick up at verse 129 and read that section. It says, your testimonies are wonderful, therefore my soul keeps them. The unfolding of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. Listen, I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. That reminds us of the scriptures that says, as the deer pants for the rivers of water, so my soul longs for you, God. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commandments. Turn to me, be gracious to me, as is your way with those who love your name. Keep steady my steps according to your promise and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Redeem me from man's oppression that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. My eyes shed streams of tears because people do not keep your law. That is emotional language filled with feeling and passion. For some of us, that may not be very comfortable. See, that's some of our problems with poetry. You know, that's a side of us we don't necessarily like to dive into. Yet the psalmist has no problem on that. Like I shed tears for those who don't have your law and understand your law and keep your law. Do you know, in this chapter, he uses the word delight for the Law, the word, the statutes, delight. Ten times he describes it, delight. We saw it twice in just the opening verses that we read. I delight. Verse 103 says, your word is sweet like honey. Verse 111 says, it's the joy of the heart. I delight in your word. God, when I get a chance to sit down with your word, I delight in it. And it saddens me how often I, I look at it like the health club. Which I know it's good for me but I kind of got to make myself do it. Maybe there's something I'm not understanding. Maybe there's something we're not understanding. This is a gift. God's voice, his word, I delight in. He used the word desire. Verse 20, he says, my soul is consumed with longing for your rules at all times. Again, like I said a minute ago, we desire a lot of things, and rules aren't one of them. But what does that say about what we believe? What it says is we desire what we believe will fulfill or satisfy us, right? That says we don't really think this will fulfill or satisfy us. That the God who we encounter through the reading of his word, through that communion with him, we don't, we're not really sure that he will satisfy, that he will meet all our needs, 
We think there's other things that maybe are more satisfying. I think it's because we don't understand. See, I hear God's voice through God's word, and I'm changed. That's what I should feel about the word. Word isn't just a set of rules you dutifully adopt, but a calling you passionately answer. Last question. What should I do about the word of God? What should I do? So what should I believe? What should I feel as I approach the word? But what should I do about it? Psalm 19 says a lot of different things regarding the word. It talks about singing the word, speaking, studying, storing up. I've hid your word. I've stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. But the number one response is simply to keep your word. In other words, obey. Obey. The number one response is to keep his word, to obey. Psalm 119, 44 and 45 says, I will keep your law continually forever and ever, and I shall walk in a wide place, for I have sought your precepts. Remember 105, if you know any scriptures from, from this passage, you know the one we talked about earlier, I'll hide your word in my heart. And then Psalm 105 says, your word is what? Is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Verse 105. It's a lamp to my feet, a light unto my path. I keep your word. I walk in your word. I obey your word. See, this is where life change happens. I want you to understand this. If all it is is a reading assignment that you check off, then you're never going to experience the life, the, the life change that God has for you. But the minute you, you begin to say, I am going to take this word and I'm going to live this word, that's when life change happens. That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Reaching for Real Life Radio. And if you'd like to hear this full message in the series called The Word, it's available right now on demand at reachingforreallife.org. And we'd also love to hear from you on our contact page. Or even better, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Please find that Donate tab at reachingforreallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park, right next to the Real Life Amphitheater. If you'd like to call the church, the number is 210-490-5262. As Reaching for Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. We hope you join us again next time as you travel the road to real life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.